It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the Indy Fuel's official podcast. I am Andrew Smith, the voice of the Fuel. Glad you've joined us on this edition of the show. The Fuel currently sit six games into the regular season with a pair of wins. They're two, three, and one on the year, having spent a lot of the early part of the year on the road. They currently, as we record this, are in the midst of a five-game road trip that will see three games this weekend in three different cities. Friday, November 12th at Iowa, Saturday at Kalamazoo, and then Sunday afternoon in Toledo before the Fuel will return home for five of their next seven contests. Our guests on this edition of the podcast will be David Fine, the voice of the Iowa Heartlanders, who the Fuel have already seen once and will see a number of other times this season, and also the Indy Fuel's goaltender, Mitch Gillum. Mitch pitched a shutout in his Fuel debut on October 30th against Cincinnati. We had a great conversation last week, and you'll hear from Mitch coming up later on in the show as well. But first, we take a look at this Fuel team. As we mentioned, they're 2-3-1 and one on the season, currently in the midst of a five-game road trip. And last week, they were home for a pair of games against the Toledo Walleye, a game they dropped 4-1. to one. And then they followed on Friday night with a really good come-from-behind effort, beating the Iowa Heartlanders by a count of 6-3 to three in the Fuel. Had 12 different skaters find the score sheet in that one. Chad Yetman had two goals and two assists. Liam Folks had a goal and an assist. Riley McKay had a two-point night, as did Cedric Lacroix and Jordan Schneider. Kirill Chaika found the back of the net with his first goal as a member of the Fuel. And Jacob Laguerrier scored on his first shift. Just a tremendous night for the Fuel. And Spencer Watson had eight shots. Chad Yetman had six a lot of things went right for this Fuel team as they posted their first home victory of the year and their second win of the season, coming back from a 3-1 to deficit to beat Iowa 6-3. to And as we look back at that game, we might as well get it started with the rookie, Jacob Laguerrier. He had just been assigned to the Fuel a couple of days before, and he showed up big, scoring on his first shift in the ECHL the rookie who had originally been drafted by the Montreal Canadiens signed with the Rockford Icehawks this offseason, and he showed up very, very quickly. Comes out to the point for Laguerrier. Heat wrist one on goal and scores! Jacob Laguerrier from the left point. Wrist one through traffic, and it finds the back of the net. Laguerrier with his first professional goal coming just two minutes and 27 seconds into his ECHL debut, and the Fuel lead it one to nothing. Iowa would then take a 3-1 to lead with three quick goals in the first period, less than five minutes apart. But the Fuel mounted a comeback, tying the game midway through the second on Kirill Chaika's rebound goal. Here's a feed for Lacroix, a little too far out in front of him, but said he tracks it down in the right corner. Spins past Linhart's check. In behind the net. Tries to stuff it. Gates couldn't quite get to it on the weak side. Pinballing around at the crease. Comes out to Lee. He shoots. And I think he hit the post as Jones was looking behind him. And the puck came out all the way on the other side. Now Chad Yetman. Quick re-entry. Feeds Gates. Right circle. Shoot. Stick safe. Weak side. Rebound. Score! 
Jones had no idea where it was after he made the stick save. It came all the way out to the weak side, and Kirill Chayka blasts it into the open side. His first goal as a member of the Indy Fuel, and we're tied at three. Oh, Andrew, this game went from zero to a hundred in a matter of seconds. Chances back and forth. Spencer Watson missed the chance. And then here come the fuel again. Sustained pressure in the offensive zone. Shot from the boards. And it was Kirill Chaika wasting no time. And I think you said it perfectly, Andrew. It was Hunter Jones. He didn't know where that puck was. That's why he was late traversing the crease from left to right. And Chaika just absolutely blasts that one to the back of the net. And with the teams tied at three midway through the third, Jordan Schneider found the back of the net on a beautiful feed from Liam Folks for his first goal of the season. Liam Folks hops on a puck, feeds it across for a shot to goal! Jordan Schneider from the right wing circle after Liam Folks wins the puck. Basically by outracing the Heartlanders to it behind the net. Feeds it across to Schneider. Catch, release, back of the net. And the Fuel have come all the way back from 3-1 to one down to take a 4-3 to three lead. Broadcasters and fortune tellers, Andrew. I think that's our other side job. What a play here. Around the net, Liam Folks. I think he was looking to get that puck to Diego Cuglietta. And he just couldn't handle it on his backhand. Ends up going all the way across. And Jordan Schneider... For the heck of a shot, no chance for Hunter Jones as it goes right up high, short side over the glove. Chad Yetman and Liam Folks would add goals, the latter one an empty netter, as the Fuel went on to win 6-3. to As always, Nick Olchek joins me on the calls. And speaking of Nick, want to give him a shout out, my broadcast partner for the last three years. The ECHL is a developmental league for players, coaches, officials. It's also one for us, the broadcasters. And Nick got his call up to the National Hockey League on Tuesday, November 9th, when the Chicago Blackhawks faced the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Nick got the opportunity to work on the Blackhawks radio broadcast with John Whiteman. Did a fantastic job. It was really awesome to see our broadcaster, Nick Olchek, and of course my broadcast partner and good friend get that opportunity to work in the National Hockey League. It's going to be the first of many for him, and we love seeing players get called up. We love seeing coaches get opportunities at higher levels, and we've seen officials work their way up from the ECHL, but it's a developmental league for all of us, and it's awesome to see when one of your own gets that call up to the National Hockey League. So congrats, Nick, and it was the first, but it certainly will not be the last, the first of many for one of the real rising stars in the business. We've seen a lot of news with this Indy Fuel team as well. A lot of roster movement in the last couple of weeks. Adam Parcells was signed to a contract a couple of weeks back, has not yet appeared in a game for the Fuel because back on November 2nd, he was loaned to the San Jose Barracuda of the American Hockey League. And then to replace him, Jacob Laguerre was loaned from Rockford. At the same time, the Ice Hogs called up Cliff Watson from the Fuel to the Ice Hogs. And Cliff has since been returned to the Fuel as of November 11th, and he will be back in the lineup this weekend. Also, on November 9th, Spencer Watson was loaned to Belleville of the American Hockey League, and in return, the Rockford Ice Hawks sent six foot five forward Kale Howarth to the Fuel. And also on Tuesday, 
Diego Cuglietto was traded to Greenville for future considerations. So a lot of roster movement as you generally expect early in the year as teams are setting the rosters as well as players going up and down from the American Hockey League. Taking a look at the upcoming schedule, as we mentioned, the Fuel will be on the road this weekend, Friday night in Iowa, Saturday in Kalamazoo, Sunday in Toledo, and then it's three games in four nights at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum next week. The Fort Wayne Comets will make their first appearance on Wednesday, November 17th. That is Movember Men's Health Awareness presented by Community Health Network Night, as we will kick off the Movember campaign, a global men's health charity committed to changing the face of men's health. Friday night against the Wheeling Nailers on November 19th will be all-you-can-eat night. Endless burgers, hot dogs, and popcorn all free with a game ticket. Saturday, November 20th against the Kalamazoo Wings. It's Pucks and Paws night as you can bring your four-legged friend to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and receive a special giveaway while you watch the game. And then Thanksgiving week, Wednesday, the Fuel will be in Wheeling on Friday night, they'll be in Toledo, and then they'll be back home on Saturday to take on the Fort Wayne Comets. That'll be at Marvel Superhero Night, presented by Financial Center Federal Credit Union. So a exciting time. Lots of opportunities to see the fuel coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And we're looking forward to each and every one of those as the fuel take on the ECHL, and as you notice, Central Division teams, the first six home games this year against the six teams in the division, and that's who we're going to see a lot of this year. Basically, you're going to see Iowa, Wheeling, Toledo, Kalamazoo, Cincinnati, and Fort Wayne pretty much exclusively with the exception of a couple of games in late December on the 28th and 29th against Norfolk. And then uh, we'll see the Reading Royals on February 25th and Later on in the year, on March 30th, we'll see the Kansas City Mavericks. Other than that, it's going to be all division opponents this season, at least in terms of the home schedule for the Fuel. Speaking of division opponents, the Iowa Heartlanders are the newest team in the ECHL as they are based in Coralville, Iowa, which is just next to Iowa City, where the University of Iowa is. And it provides a really nice corridor of hockey as they're sitting right in the middle of a bunch of United States Hockey League junior teams. Cedar Rapids is just up the road, as well as Waterloo a little further up the road. Dubuque's a little further to the east. They've got Quad City and the SPHL about 45 minutes to the east. And uh, to the west, about an hour and a half is Des Moines, where the Iowa Wild play. And importantly for the Heartlanders, that's their AHL affiliate, as they're both affiliates of the Minnesota Wild. And so... Just a nice little triangle there where you have the AHL team in Des Moines, the NHL team just up the road, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and the ECHL team is just a little bit uh, further east in Coralville, Iowa City. So we had a chance to chat with the voice of the Heartlanders, David Fine, to talk about launching hockey in this new market and especially launching hockey and professional hockey in a college town, beautiful new arena and the fuel will be there for the first time on Friday night. So here is our conversation with the voice of the Iowa Heartlanders, David Fine. David, first of all, welcome to the division as you've been in Reading the last four years and now into the central division. What have these last few weeks and months been like for you trying to launch a new franchise and introduce uh, the ECHL to a new fan base? 
Well, it's been highly exciting, Andrew, and thanks again for having me on. Um, moved here beginning of May, late April, beginning of May. With the team, uh, when I moved here, I didn't even know the team name. Uh, it was kind of kept secret from everyone uh, that was hired before the team name was launched. And as a follow-up question in the interview, I wasn't going to be like, hey, interested in having this job. Can you tell me what the team name is? So everyone <laughs> kind of just let it uh, conveniently slip, which is kind of funny that uh, we had three or four of us in the office and only our team president and former ECHL commissioner, Brian McKenna, knew what was going on with the team name. I didn't know the logo, didn't know the team name, but over the course of the summer, it's just been, you know, building towards what was a very special opening night. Uh, more than 4,000 fans in attendance here. The building seats basically just under 5,000. Um, so it was, it was a great opening night uh, here. And it's just been, you know, building, building, building and getting our name out in the marketplace because – as you know, uh, being in a major, a major city in, in Indianapolis, and then here the Hawkeyes are the show in town. Everybody knows the Hawkeyes. Everybody knows every player on the Iowa Hawkeyes football team. So from our perspective, we've been trying to create, and we have, I think, our own sort of niche of fans that are hockey fans in this area and help grow the game. And hockey in this area is getting bigger. Um 20 minutes up the road is Cedar Rapids, where the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders play. The debut fighting scenes have existed for, in some capacity, for many years um, in the USHL. And they've been in debut now as the current rendition for the last 10, 15 years. And then the Waterloo Blackhawks, these are all teams that are an hour to 90 minutes away in Dubuque and in Waterloo. So there is hockey here. It's helped a lot that the Iowa Wild, the AHL affiliate of the Heartlanders, are only an hour and 40 minutes away which is a really convenient path up to um, the, the NHL to go from the Heartlanders to the Iowa Wild to the Minnesota Wild. And we're just excited that we're finally underway because there were a lot of uh, sleepless nights leading up to the, the home opener. But once it happened and the team scored its first goal just 25 seconds into the first period of its first game ever, I mean, it was like it was like Nirvana at Extreme Arena, to be honest. Yeah, you can't have much better start than that. 25 seconds into the first game, the fans are barely into their seats and the goal horn goes off and you get a win in your first game. And when it all comes together like that, how special is it to, to just be a part of it and then just have that relief as we went through this eight years ago, uh, seven, or seven years, eight seasons ago now, back in 2014 in Indy and just getting through that opening night and now, you're into the grind, essentially, of the season and making sure those fans that embrace the team on opening night may be curious about something new now come back and are diehards and, and season ticket holders and become fans for, for the long term. Yeah, I'll tell you what, too, that's really interesting is that uh, the, you mentioned how proud and sort of like you're underway. But the moment for me where I actually felt that more than opening night, opening night was really cool. But the moment where I felt it was we hosted a couple of preseason games uh, on Thursday, October 7th, and then Friday, October 8th, the Iowa Wild played the Rockford Ice Hogs. And by no means was the crowd on Friday. Thursday, no fans. It was like a dry run for everyone in the arena, worked out the kinks. And then Friday, uh, show was on with fans. And it wasn't a big crowd by any means, but it was like, people were coming into our building and paying their money to see our product, to see our entertainment product. And I was, especially because I wasn't on the air that night was part of it, but, and I could just kind of walk around and 
you know, play sort of that media liaison role better than, um, you know, you can on a night where you're broadcasting. But I was just walking around the arena and seeing people in there smiling and buying beer and a hot dog. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like this did not exist. There's never been a pro hockey game in this building with fans. And now people are spending their money to do it. So opening night was awesome. It was also a whirlwind. And there were so many things going on that you almost, you know, didn't feel like you were breathing until the game started. But that AHL preseason game two weeks earlier was the moment I felt like most of our staff kind of got to take in like kind of that, wow, like people are have spent their hard-earned money to come see us, which was very rewarding. Yeah, you're right there in a college town, too, with Iowa City next door to Coralville. And I believe your your rink is also the home of the Iowa volleyball team. And so how much have you been able to tap into that college atmosphere and and really make some connections with the Iowa students and staff? Yeah, it's growing, too, because, you know, students here that are juniors and seniors and sophomores never had a professional hockey team. That's we're only a mile and a half away from the football stadium. And it might be a mile sort of as the crow flies, honestly, Um, from from where I live. My apartment complex is further away from Kinnick Stadium, where the Hawkeye football team plays and therefore the campus further away than Extreme Arena. If you go to the fifth floor or so of a build of the building, you can actually see the end zone, you know, um, bleachers at Kinnick. So like you're close you go three, four blocks down here and you are in Iowa city. So even though we're in Coralville, I mean, it's, it's Iowa city is, is, is how it feels. It's all connected. Coralville's just the, you know, the suburb that's outside and the growing area. But in terms of tapping into the students, like we, we, people in Coralville know that we're here because it's Coralville's pro hockey team, but you're only a mile away from the campus and, sort of maybe two or three miles from downtown Iowa City. So for us, it's going to be continuing about making sure we connect with the student groups there, the sororities and fraternities and, you know, the 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 young hockey lovers of, of Iowa fan club and, you know, all this stuff that to make sure that they get out to games and, you know, connect that way. Because if we don't do that type of stuff, then we're missing out on 30 to 40,000 students and therefore a potential alumni base eventually that might live in this area and want to come to games. So it's a growing process for us. We wanted to make sure that we get out in the market with families and, and preach family-friendly entertainment. But people in Iowa, and especially the Iowa Hawkeye students, they, I mean, their they're like fight song or whatever is there's no beer in heaven. So they like their beer. So they like to come out. And, uh, and that, that's true. It's like their, their rally song after the game or whatever. So um, they like having a fun time. And we want them here to make sure that they uh, create a little bit of a, a difficult atmosphere to play in for the visiting team. Well, you've got a beautiful new rink and Jerry Fleming, your head coach, back to the ECHL after spending the last uh, 13 years, most of those in the American Hockey League. What type of identity is he trying to build with a hockey team in uh, in Iowa? Yeah, he's talked all about the transition game and, you know, that like we want to play fast, which every coach is going to say. But I think for, you know, you hear that out of him and you think about what the league was like 13 years ago where, yeah, like coaches aren't going to say we want to play slow, but he kind of went up to the American League at that sort of uh, uh, crux inflection point where it's become so much more about the offense and trying to generate than what it was, you know, when he first started in this league, which was back, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so, like, he is all about the new age hockey stuff um, relative, and maybe I had some bias, but, you know, I wasn't sure how much he was about it when we got him on board just because he's been in the league and been around hockey so much. 
but he is very dialed into the analytics side, the video, um, you know, the, the need to play with speed and, you know, two way, two way puck moving to fit, like all this stuff that you hear from him makes it sound like he is a young coach in this league or a younger coach in this league. He's also just a terrific guy, Andrew. Like I would say to you that, you know, he is, he's always from a media guy perspective, it's heaven because it's, he's really easy to talk to. He keeps his cool very, very easily um, realizes sort of, you know, the implications of his actions and what it means when he's around the team and in front of the guys and the guys love him here because he's such an approachable guy. And we need that. We have, we have the young, we have the least experienced roster in the ECHL in terms of games played in the ECHL. We have Tyler Mosienko, who's played like 400 games in the league. Jake Linhart's played 100 games in the league. Joe Widmar's played 60 games. And then no one else entering this year had played more than 50 games in the league. So that like, the roster's so young for this level. We have a bunch of guys out of major junior, a bunch of rookies out of NCAA hockey. And you need a guy that's going to be approachable. And so from Jerry's perspective, he's, he's just made sure he's kept that sort of calm, cold demeanor and, you know, teaching, learning process and hopefully we get a few wins in between, which we did on opening night. And that's David Vine, the voice of the Iowa Heartlanders. Our second guest on this edition of Under the Hood is Indy Fuel goaltender Mitch Gillum. Mitch has had a tremendous knack for debuts. We'll talk about his college debut, which is about as spectacular as you could get for a goaltender. You'll just have to listen and find out how that went, as well as... Last year, ECHL Goaltender of the Week in his debut with the Wichita Thunder. He's played in a couple of ECHL All-Star games, one representing Worcester, and then one as well with the Wichita Thunder when they hosted the All-Star game a couple of seasons back. His first start for the Fuel on October 30th in Cincinnati in front of a crowd of over 7,000 fans. First home game for the Cyclones in a year and a half, and he stopped 25 shots to pitch a shutout. The Fuel won that game 6 to nothing. eventually pulling away late to seal the victory and for Mitch Gillum, seal the shutout. He is a fourth-year pro. He's also played for Orlando, Worcester, and Wichita in addition to playing for the Fuel. Here is our conversation with Indy Fuel netminder Mitch Gillum. Uh, Mitch, first of all, congratulations on the shutout. In your debut, that's a heck of a way to introduce yourself to a new team, and uh, although it came on the road, a, a new fan base as well. And uh, How special is it for you to uh, be able to put up a performance like that in your first game? Yeah, no, first off, thanks uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, and It's great to be an Indy and be an Indy Fuel, and um, I couldn't be happier about the way things started, and um, I'm excited to see how the, the year goes. Uh, you, you look at last Saturday's game in Cincinnati, and getting a shutout is always special, but especially the way the game went. You, you had to make some saves, especially early, and especially during a long five-on-three in the third period when it's a one-to-nothing game. And yeah, How important was that just to not just get the zero, but to keep it a one nothing game and allow the uh, allow the the team to essentially pull away there in the third period. Yeah, no, I I think uh, on the road um, it's always tough to go in in especially with it being our first road game of the year. Um, it's always tough to just, you know, go into uh, you know an opposing team's uh, home arena with a a full crowd and um, home ice advantage. So any anything I can do to try and 
you know, weather the storm at the start of a, of a period of the game and is always huge for guys and it gives them, you know, a confidence boost that I'm back there and ready to go. So, um, I think, you know, the first period I, I made a few key saves that, um, helped the team really, um, you know, trust me for the rest of the game. And, um, I think in the third period, once, once we kind of flipped the switch on and kind of took over in the third period, it was great. I know there was a five on three. I don't think I only saw one shot in the five on three. You guys did a great job clearing pucks and staying in lanes and blocking shots. So, uh, I feel like I didn't really do too much on the five on three, even though they were zipping it around a little bit. But, um, yeah, no, I think it was a great team effort off the start and it's, uh, definitely something to build on as a, as a group. Yeah. And you look as well. How, how much, time does it take to build a rapport with the guys in front of you and especially your decor and how has that come together in the the couple of weeks you've been together as a team since the start of camp yeah no it's it's been great working with uh with everybody on the team i mean we in practice we've been working on you know communication skills a lot and and doug likes to work with the goalies you know works out from from the back end out so um you know talking in practice and getting goalie touches in practice is something that we've been really harping on at the very start here and um i know that the guys are the guys are talking to me back there and i'm trying to do everything i can to help them out if uh if they see if i see something in their blind spots or something and um i think our communications throughout the entire lineup has been phenomenal off the start we're really really bonding as a group and uh you know what i i can't can't wait to see how it escalates throughout the year and even more so was Saturday night's game really special because it was your first full game after uh, coming back from injury and being able to put up a shutout in your first game. Yeah, no, it was it was a long process for sure. I think I got I got injured in January, so I've been out for a while. And surgery was in March, and it's a long process uh, having hip surgery. So um, you know, there's obviously on on your road back, there's some doubts and some questions that need to be answered and. I think I've worked my tail off to get back into, you know, full shape of, of being and playing at a, at this professional level. So, um, I think, uh, I think, you know, moving forward, I think I can only grow with that and my hip feels fantastic. And, um, you know, I think, um, having a, a shutout in the first game definitely boosted my confidence a bit. And, um, I definitely feeling really good going in the next one. I guess debuts have been uh, something for you here. I, last year, you were goaltender of the week in the ECHL in the first week of the season. And we've got to talk about your college debut in, uh, at, at Cornell, where you not only got the win, but uh, you found your, <laughs> found your way on the score sheet. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, that was, uh, that was something special. Um, obviously getting my first college win is always, is always huge, but definitely netting a goal, uh, in my first college start is uh something that would be you know i'll remember for the rest of my life and you know a lot of people remember it as well so uh it's definitely special and um hopefully i'll be able to get an empty netter this year you never know that sounds good were, were you at that point just thinking look it's a 3-2 game i've just got to clear the puck or did you see the opening and 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 try to take it uh well the guy i forget who the defenseman was on niagara i just talked to him this summer actually he sent me a snapchat um he uh, he kept it in on the line, but that we had like forward pressure towards him, so he just kind of threw it at the net like a like a just a nice sauce, and everybody was to the right of me, and I saw that there was no one out to my left, so I kind of just dropped it to the left, and 
one of our players was swinging through the center and I was going to pass it to him, but one of their D man started pinching on him. So I just, obviously I saw the open net at the far end. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just go for it then. So, uh, I had, I had the space, I had the time and I know there was a guy that was coming up behind me behind the net, but I still decided to go for it anyway. So, uh, it, it turned out in my favor and uh, I think it was a great decision. I'm, on my part <laughs> obviously a special moment uh, the third goalie in the history of college hockey to uh, to ever shoot the puck directly into the net and coming back to th- this year's team you signed right before training camp what was it that drew you to uh, to come to indy uh well i know i know doug has a you know he he talked to me through it the summer a couple times and um I was really trying to weigh my options to see if I could get anything uh, in the AHL or a higher level, but um, sometimes that's not always the case. So I was talking with Doug, and I know he has a winning winning atmosphere wherever he's coached. So um, once I knew that he was kind of on board with me, I was excited to to make the commitment to Indy. And you know, I know that we're going to have a strong team. Doug always has a strong team uh, where that he's coaching. So uh, there's nothing I you know, would want more than to have a, a nice winning winning season and hopefully help help the career out and help me uh, flourish in, you know, other ways. So um, I've been excited, and Indy's an amazing city too. So I've heard nothing nothing wrong about Indy and Indy Fuel organization or anything. So um, if anything, players have said that's the best place to play in the ECHL. So uh, I was excited uh, to come here and, and play and give it my all. What have you enjoyed most about being part of this team so far? Uh, I say just, you know, being a part of the team itself. Like, the guys are fantastic. We gel well, and um, the hockey is great. The guys are fast. The division's an awesome division to play in, and um, I I love playing here and, and everything that comes with it. It's your fourth year in the league, and you've been a starter every year. How have you improved and gotten better from year to year? Uh, just kind of understanding the game and how the game speed is. Um, I've really been able to, you know, kind of control what's in front of me and what's coming, what's going to be happening. And um, I feel like over the year, the past year, I mean, it's getting faster and faster in the league. Um, but I feel like I've been able to, you know, kind of hone my game in on, on working on different a- aspects of my game in, in order to change it. It's always you're always adapting as a goalie with new shooters, new players, new systems, new everything. So uh, I feel like I've been able to adapt my game in ways that, um, you know, in college there are certain systems and you could you could just stick with the one way that you're playing for a lot of the teams. And I think that with this league, I've been able to adapt my game and kind of control what I can control and just let the the chips fall where they may. And you've had the opportunity to play in multiple all-star games as well. And how special has that been? What's that experience been like to get to play among guys from around the league and in in that format? Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, I still see a few of the guys that I was in uh, the all-star game with my first year and um, we definitely stay in touch and it's a great experience. Um, wherever you are unfortunately i wasn't able to come to the indie one but uh the first the first year was great um great group of guys the the atmosphere in an all-star game is awesome you know obviously it it punches the the confidence boosts and you know it allows you to play at your best hockey and it's nice getting noticed and um you know it, it, it allows you to you know pave a way for yourself in the league and i think after that like i've been 
I've been fortunate enough to get into another one, even even though uh, it was just our team was hosting it. Um, but it was still def- it was definitely you know an atmosphere. It's fun. It's great. The fans love it. Everybody gets involved, and uh, it, I think it's it's always something special uh, for the league. You played four years at Cornell. How did that prepare you to play professionally? And and what was it like to play college hockey? Uh, it was phenomenal. I loved I love going to Cornell. Uh, some of the best four years of my life were were there. I met so many great people, great friends, great teammates. Uh, you know, the coaching staff was phenomenal to me. Um, started three years there. Uh, my freshman year, Andy Isles was there, so he played you know a majority of the games as a senior. So the last three years I started, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun, great experience. You know, the the ECAC is a different breed of hockey compared to the ECHL. It's pretty defensive, so I was able to you know, uh, uh, you know, I was able to work off. Um, the defensive aspect of my game and work with uh, a few different Coley coaches throughout, throughout my years there. And um, it's definitely, it definitely helped me uh, improve my game to be ready for pro hockey. So I uh, can't thank everybody enough uh, at Cornell and everybody who's been through my path through there. It was an amazing time. Uh, you played with a uh, beloved former uh, fuel players now in Europe and Alex Router. Yeah. What was Alex like as a teammate? Uh, I loved Alex Router. He's uh, he's a good friend of mine, and I knew him before uh, we were going to Cornell together. Uh, I tried to get him to come out to British Columbia and play with me out there. So I played him at prep school. He went to to Choate Academy, and uh, we were able to play against each other there. And uh, Router's uh, one of one of my good buddies. And um, too bad he wasn't here this year, but he's having a great career overseas so far. So proud of him over there. How did you get started as a goaltender? Um, I was actually, I think it was Adam, one of my first years of playing hockey. Um, so there's church league back in, in Peterborough, Ontario. And I was, you rotate being the goalie when you're like, it's like your first time ever playing hockey. And so I would go on the goal, the goal every now and then. And my brother was older too. So he's four years older than me. He played hockey. He would always in the driveway, he would always throw me in the net. So I was always getting shot on. And I just started getting good at it. And uh, I tried out for our rep team, AAA, a few years later. And I was getting cut as a defenseman. So I, everybody that I've known was like, why don't you just try out for goalie? So as I was getting cut, I said, hey, can I come back tomorrow and try out as a goalie? And the coach was like, uh, okay, I've never had that request before, but sure. So uh, I came back the next day. I ended up making the team as a goalie, and that's how I became a goalie, and I've been a goalie ever since. Yeah, that's fantastic. You, yeah. you, you mentioned playing with Andy Isles and kind of having him as a mentor when you were a freshman at Cornell. Now you're the veteran with three second-year goaltenders uh, on the roster with you here in Indy. How much do you serve as a bit of a mentor to them and helping them along in their careers while you're also competing for minutes in the crease? Yeah, no. Um I definitely love helping out anybody I can and, you know, giving them tips or pointers or whatever they need. If they need a confidence boost, I'll chat with them about, you know, how well they're playing or um, anything that they would, they need help with, you know, I'm there to help them with. And I've, I've told Doug this as well. Like it's a developmental league. And if, if guys are looking to go further in their careers, I, and I'm there to help too, like I might as well help. We're trying to make the team win and, I'll try and help them out any way I can. And, uh, 
yes, I, I've been here for four years, so I definitely know some a little bit about this league and and you know how certain players play and where where things are going to be going on the ice and, and things like that. And I know it's a mental grind off the ice too. So um, if they have any questions or anything or any concerns, they're always welcome to come to me and talk with me. And I know over the past couple weeks, uh, there's been there's been four of us here, so. Um, We've been just kind of taking it in stride and working together as a group group of four, and I think it's been going really well so far. And um, they all know that I'm here for them, and um, it's a it's a really good group of goalies too. So it's really competitive. So it's great. It's fun. It keeps me on my toes too. Uh, your mask is uh, something that's been a bit of a talk of the town. What was the inspiration for your mask this year? Yeah, no the uh, the helmet. It, it's uh, I have uh, nitro on the top and uh, up the sides. I got two of the best uh, Indy Fuel drivers um, on the sides, and I got uh, the Indy Fuel logos on both sides. And uh, I just wanted to make it custom towards, you know, Indy Fuel and, and you know, what goes around on around Indy. And um, on the back, it's kind of like a checkered flag. So uh, Indy Fuel play fast, so I wanted a fast helmet. <laughs> That's great. Is uh, Who were some of your inspirations, guys, you looked up to uh, growing up? Uh, like goalies? Yeah, goalies or skaters or any any uh, hockey players. Well, first and foremost, it would be probably my brother and my dad. Uh, growing up, you know, they were both heavy into sports. My dad played hockey. My bro- my brother played hockey and lacrosse. And, uh, you know, they've guided me throughout my entire career and pushed me. And um, they've definitely pushed me to, to keep going as a professional hockey player. So they love watching me play, too. So uh, they're, they're definitely the front drivers for it. And, um, goalie coaches, um, pretty much dates back to Andrew Werner and, uh, you know, there's a few other coaches, goalie coaches like growing up that have really, you know, they're still around and helping me out, um, in the summer times when, when I'm back at home in Peterborough and, um, you know, there's a lot of driving force with that. My friends, my family, uh, my girlfriend, everybody, everybody's been, you know, really a great support towards me playing pro hockey. And I think it's just been a phenomenal experience uh, throughout my entire life. Besides scoring a goal in your college debut, uh, what's been a favorite moment or a favorite memory from your hockey career so far? There's so many. <laughs> um, you could go, you could go from on ice, off ice. There's so many different ways you could go with that. I think I would think back in the day, I'd say direct, Omechas, our our team won the Omeche championship, and that run was unbelievable. We weren't really a top tier team, and we ended up knocking off a top tier team um, that had hadn't lost throughout the entire year, and we beat them in the finals, which was a pretty crazy experience for us. And um, I know that all of our teammates still talk today about it, and uh, they still love that I'm still playing. I think I might be the only one still playing besides one, so. Uh, they still they still drive their their passion through me, and uh, I love love talking about that moment. That was a good moment. Junior college or ECHL? What's been your favorite road arena to play in, and your favorite road city to visit? In junior, I loved playing against Penticton. They when I was in the BCHL Chilliwack, that was a good uh, good matchup for us. They had a pretty stacked team there. That team in Penticton went. I think they won 40 or something straight. They ended up winning the whole thing, but um, playing on the road there was pretty great. College would be Harvard. That That's always a crazy road game. 
and ECHL, probably the Adirondack Thunder have been like my favorite place to go to and play. They've always had a, a good crowd on the road, and that's actually where I met my girlfriend. So <laughs> outstanding! That's uh, that's great. What's uh, what's a goal that you have for the, for the rest of the year? Uh, I just want to continue to get better and you know prog- progress my game and help the team win. Uh, I'm excited with what the team we have this year, and I think that we're going to go really really far and uh, potentially win a championship this year. And I there's no doubt in my mind that um, we have a strong team and we're going to go deep and. Um, honestly, I just love the team atmosphere and, and the, the vibe, the vibe that we have in the dressing room is fantastic. So, uh, there's nowhere I want to be and except for Indy right now. And I'm excited to be here and push for a championship. That's Indy Fuel goaltender Mitch Gillum joining us on Under the Hood. Of course, you can hear abridged versions of those interviews during the games as we bring them to you during the intermissions of our broadcast. But for the fans who are in the arena who can only hear snippets of it, or if you just want to relive them, those of you who are listening and watching at home, you can enjoy them for posterity on the Under the Hood podcast. I want to thank you for joining us on the Under the Hood podcast. I am the voice of the Indie Fuel, Andrew Smith, wishing you great hockey. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.